2015, an elite DFS Army Commando unit formed to bring high-level DFS strategy to the masses. Today, hated by DFS sharks and lineup sellers alike, they continue their quest to turn Joe into DFS Pro. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the DFS Army Bold Call season-long fantasy football podcast. Today, we're looking at fantasy fallout from the first round of the NFL draft. Man, I got a tingle. I got some NFL action going. It's awesome, and lots and lots of fantasy-relevant picks yesterday. Welcoming back, season-long says, the NFL draft goat. What's up? Russian prop bets for round one, like a maniac off of our last show. What's up, says? Hey, man. What's up? Yeah, no, I hit on a uh, good to see you. Good to see you. I, I thought I love the NFL draft. I, I'm really a draft geek sort of guy. You know, like I really enjoy the draft. I know a lot of people. If you're listening to this, you obviously do as well. Um, you know, some people could take it, leave it. They just want to know the results. Uh, I like the whole process. There was a, I had a couple observations from last night, which we'll go over as far as like the production of the uh, the event, which overall, from a technological standpoint, was good. But there was some some quirky things I want to ask you about as we move on, and um, all the prop stuff, and then of course all the fantasy fallout. Absolutely. Uh, so much fantasy fallout in round one. But, um, you know, it's funny. We, we did we did the props show on the Sportsbet Army feed just a few days ago, and we were talking about a lot of different scenarios playing out. And it, it is funny to see how many of those scenarios really did. One of the interesting prop bets that almost made it was no running back in the first round, man. We got to 31. I, but we knew that was a bad bet. I mean, because first of all, if Miami wasn't going to do it, it was going to be Kansas City. Uh, those are the only two spots because Kansas City's in win-now mode. Uh, a, a running, but One of these great running backs obviously could help them tomorrow. Uh, we were, you know, it was a little surprising of which one. It was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, he was a 20-1 to 1 to be the first back off the board, but... You know, it, I did not like the bet no running backs in the first round. I did like the bet under no, one and well, a half. I know. Well, hold up. Hold up. Let's talk about the winner. So one of the bets that you mentioned on the show was um, a prop for Henry Ruggs, first wide receiver off the board. Yes, at five to one. I loved that one. I took it and I hit. hit that's a great hit. Five to one odds. Um, the, again, there were some longer shots that really came through here. and and But we're not here to talk about prop bets now. No, no pat ourselves on the back we do like doing that but um we do like that but what we had done at the time was we kind of went through each team and said hey what's a great landing spot and where do you want so i think the biggest impact obviously we had some quarterbacks go we had a little bit of surprise for for jordan love going to the packers i mean hey before you go there though yeah and and yes we need to hit on that and i won't i won't i won't um belabor the point here but uh, what did you think of the production itself? Like, I thought technologically it went fine, right? But what did you think about a couple notes I wrote down? What do you think about the Roger Goodell outfit change midstream? 
I I did not see that, so <laughs> I I don't know what happened there. That was um, puzzling to me. Uh, Roger Goodell as like the host was puzzling to me. I mean, I thought he would read the picks, but I thought maybe they would have like a host, like a almost like a comedian slash entertainer, like a Jimmy Kimmel type, someone that knows football host. Um, it just you know it just it felt a little like dry. The, him turning around with the Zoom crowd behind him, I thought for sure somebody would have flipped the bird, or you know I, I didn't like that Roger Goodell was making fun of himself with the booing i thought that was stupid um and then you know lastly uh and we'll get to henry ruggs but the bathrobe man that was i mean he's literally my new favorite player in the nfl with the bathrobe on when he got there, there was a lot of there was a lot of really so when you asked about the production that's where my head went yeah i really enjoyed a lot of the seeing people in their home environment stuff that was going on because yeah. it, it 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 sort of brings these people who are like these iconic characters names people that you see and you see them in at their home and their kids are running around behind them and i don't know what the hell was going on at um uh my grandma's house but how about joe, how about joe, joe burrow's house like he looked like when he got picked like he didn't care like he was like well, yeah yeah you know they you just know like, he's cool you know he's cool comic collected so you know i i just liked all of that i i enjoyed it, it was really different but you know what are you gonna do it's I loved the NFL it. draft in the age of social distancing it was different yeah and i liked it too many human interest stories for me. Like, I don't know who that was for. Like, it was like literally every player, they showed like the worst moments of their life in a human interest story. Just like, I wanted to see them talking more football. You know what I'm saying? That was my only critique. Yeah, my it. wife likes those human interest yeah. stories and, and she watches that will get her to You're right. allow You're... her to leave it on TV. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I mean, let's, if they let's... do that for me, I appreciate it. Like, thank you. My wife is sitting here like interested in this. Okay. Because... Fair enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. All right. Let's, let's go. Um, all right, so let's talk fantasy impact. And we start at the top here. Bengals take um, Joe Burrow, consensus number one quarterback, consensus ready to play in the NFL guy. Consensus takes their team from basically the worst fucking team ever to, you know, maybe competitive in soon. So um, we, we start to talk about fantasy impact, not just of Joe Burrow as a, hey, where can I draft this rookie quarterback this year, which I'm curious about. But certainly the clear-cut number one dynasty flex, uh, super flex pick, obviously. Yeah, um, I mean, if you have if you have a super flex rookie draft coming up, uh, he's the locked-in 1-1. He was before this draft. He is after this draft. Quarterbacks are just way too hard to get in super flex leagues. Um, I would sign off him as the 1-1. In, even in one QB leagues, I can't see him falling much past pick 15, 16. You know, I mean— you're going to have a young, uh, he's 24 years old, so he's old for a rookie, but you're going to have a starting QB for five years without a problem. I, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's, he, he profiles as like the, as um, his low end is like Ryan Tannehill with some upside. Can't go wrong with um, Ryan Tannehill with upside as your low end. Again, if you're kind of thinking about who Ryan Tannehill is, he's, he's a scrambler can run, not going to be a guy that necessarily runs for, He's not a this is not a Lamar Jackson situation, but Jared Goff plus Jared Goff is, is a game manager at this point. I think like well, you know. but I mean I'm I'm talking about with the running and sort of his athleticism. Goff can run, doesn't do it all the time, yeah, but no, I think way better he was doing a lot more of that. Yeah, I, again, th this is no comparison. Jo uh uh Joe Burrow is gonna come in and he's gonna be way he's gonna be a top 
15 quarterback in the real NFL by game four. I mean, he, he is the real deal. He's a can't miss prospect. Um, he processes the game. He's super accurate. Uh, he's got AJ green. He's got, he's got professional receivers there. He's got a good running game and they're getting um, their offensive line reinforced in my personal rankings. Joe Burrow will probably be QB 15. All right. Now more important. So we talk about fantasy fallout and, you always have to think second level and third level when when you look at these picks and and so I this is really just second level stuff. You have a very nice core of pass catchers in Cincinnati that really have been lacking talent at the quarterback position for quite some time. I mean uh, Andy Dalton could deliver the football, but um last season we saw, you know, a bunch of nayer duels um, rolling in at the uh, quarterback position and still some guys doing okay. So how does this affect Tyler Boyd? Is, is this John is great, Roth, this yeah, is great I mean, for everybody. Good. So is, that, that's where I'm getting at. You know, you have AJ Green now, a forgotten stud. Forgotten. So who's AJ Green? What? Rising the NFL? What do they he's say? Still, rising tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah. He's a forgotten stud. And I would even go second level with Joe Mixon you know, his biggest negative has been his fucking team sucks. They never win. And you want quarterback on winner. I need to make a T-shirt about that. I want running backs from winning teams. Yep. And teams with bad defenses. DFSArmy.com slash T-shirts. It's not yeah, there. That doesn't exist. Don't go to that. Uh, don't go to that. That doesn't exist. You got to win a T-shirt. Yeah, man. So AJ Green could be had in the sixth round, seventh round of your fantasy drafts. People are, are have a bad taste about him from last year. He is going to be he's on the franchise tag. He's going to be playing for a, a late career contract. Um, we last year we were hands off AJ Green. This year we're going to be having owning a lot of AJ Green, telling everyone in the DFS army to get AJ Green at his price. I imagine his price is going to bump up into the fourth round at some point. Going to so. shoot up now that they have a quarterback. Yep. I mean, so if you're playing best balls, you can still get him in, in dynasty. If you could still get him first, uh, uh, like a pick 13, 14 and you're a contender and you, and you, you know, so try it, try it right now is the time to try to give away your early second round pick to get AJ green on your team. I like that call. Very, very much. So, um, older player, but still, um, plenty of time left. And again, the forgotten stud people forgot AJ green is a stud. He is a Great player that is forgotten. That's exactly right. who wins you your 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 league. Let's, let's move right, on let's now. Move on. Here we, we go. Tua, Tua and Herbert, the next two QBs that went off the board at pick five and six, respectively. All all good stuff. So you've got um, Tua heading to the Dolphins. Tua was pretty close to the. Cons I mean, Tua would have pro would should have been say he would have been number one overall had it not been for the injury worries. But this guy is a super stud. If he's healthy, he's on a team that has no, you know, A, will be playing from behind all the time. They're going to be throwing a ton. They're going to be playing from behind. That's just what who Miami is. They're still not a good team. So a lot of fantasy goodness potential for not just Tua, but the entirety of the Dolphins offense. Hopefully a future running back that gets drafted in round two will be exciting. And of course, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams become now uh, an interesting combo because A, Fitzpatrick, Great for fantasy purposes if he continues to start. Tua, if he comes in, doesn't hurt you at all. If Tua goes out, Fitzpatrick's still there, he comes back in. So tell me, do you think Tua starts year one, or is his injury thing, does that linger through the season? What is the story there 
And um, are we going to have Fitzpatrick or Tua at the helm? And how does that affect Miami's uh, win projection for the year? Yeah, so uh, so as everyone suspected, Miami was not just kind of throwing a dart and going to get Tua. They, they, it came out that they sent doctors over there in hazmat suits or whatever they were in, and they examined him. And Stefania Bell of ESPN uh, put up some some findings from that doctor's visit and said that there was literally no structural difference between the broken hip and the good side of his hip, that it looked healed and that there was total mobility. And by all accounts, they got a steal at number five. I mean, nobody was saying tank for Burrow, even though, but it, let's say two would have stayed healthy. It would have been a debate. It would have been the uh, Mariota versus Winston debate. It would have been RG3 versus Luck. Like there was real questions there. Um, who went, uh, when Carson Wentz went uh, to, who was uh, the first overall pick Ooh. that year? So I think it may not, it, you know, I, anyway. So point is, point is that it, by all accounts, the medicals came back clean to a, um, he okay. We agree. Burrow is going to start from day one. I think two is going to start from day one. But if you if I'm doing reasonable projections, I can't really project him to start until about week four, maybe after you know. So because they do have a very capable bridge in in uh, in uh, what's his name Fitzpatrick. So yeah, I would say that two will be out there before the end of the first month of the season. Um, he is he has. Yeah, you know, laser point accuracy. He knows how to look off safeties. He's a professional quarterback with tremendous upside. Um, you know, the medical, I, I think we're going to be looking back in five years saying, holy crap, I cannot believe the Dolphins got him at five. The same way we're talking about how uh, Houston got Deshaun Watson in the double digit picks. So, um, I mean, they think about how it worked out for the Dolphins. They they screwed up the Patriots season by winning at the end of last season and making them the three seed. Right then, they they let go of Ryan Tannehill, who ends up on Tennessee, who ends up beating the Patriots in the, the wild in the oh, wild card game. Miami's joy was just foiling uh, yeah, Brady's yeah. Uh, farewell season, and, and now chasing Brady out of the a- AFC East. Yes, he was, he was so shamed, and now. They thought everyone thought, okay, the price of that was going to be you weren't going to get the number one overall pick because you added a few wins, and they get their man anyway at five. This is a home run. My my number two pick in superflex leagues. If anyone in your superflex leagues takes a running back and you have the third pick, you should start like doing a dance. Tua has as much or as more upside than Joe Burrow. You're talking about. Uh, an electric quarterback that the fans are going to love. Now he's a little bit of a boring interview. I don't know if you heard his interview yet. Don't worry about the interview. What is the (laughs) NFL comparison with Um, Drew Brees? Drew Brees. Interesting. Drew Brees. Uh, um, You know, he's, he's got, but he's got a little more mobility, but you're talking about an undersized six foot QB who can deliver uh, with accuracy and look off safeties at a professional level can process uh, reads, quicker than lightning he he sees the play happen and develop before it happens he's going to be one of these pre-snap gurus but his his uh i I don't think his again i don't think i think his game will age well even though he's not the most mobile guy he's a side to side he can escape some pressure he sees it coming he's one of these guys that could play chess as the rush is coming um but yeah i mean he's just undersized but he'll be able to find the holes in the defense i would say drew Brees is an accurate comparison that's that's really good okay so the secondary effects of a Tua acquisition again being the miami skill position players um should be a little bit of a boost uh potentially for all of them both for the fact of again you're pretty safe with your quarterback situation over there 
Fitzpatrick is has always been great for fantasy production, even if he doesn't produce a ton of wins. And so between Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, do you think um, Preston Williams now has a chance to emerge as uh, you know the top guy there, or does Devontae Parker's late 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 career sort of resurgence last year, or I don't want to say resurgence, emergence, uh, emergence, right? Never had a resurgence, never had an original surgence. You can't resurge if you don't surge. So you're asking, you're asking what's the, the okay, I, I think Devontae Parker, they unlocked him a little bit. Sometimes listen, in my early twenties, I was a little bit of a knucklehead as well. So by the time you know you can become twenty-seven, so it's we're some of us are late bloomers. Even more of a knucklehead at twenty-seven. When does right. the part change? Yeah, but again, I say knucklehead. It just he wasn't as engaged. He probably relied in high school and in college on his athletic ability and realized everyone in the NFL has that. He was by all reports, Devontae Parker wasn't eating properly, sleeping properly. He was in a video game all night type of guy. But it all came together, and they have a really great coaching staff over there with Flores. It's an analytics-driven team. They probably connected with him and. Uh, that said, I think Parker marches on. I have him in my rankings right now as wide receiver 14. I know that's going to be hot. Yeah. That's going to be. Give me Parker with Fitzpatrick and now, um, the backup or, yeah, or potential starter being to us. Fantastic. And yeah. Preston you hit, Williams looked great last year yeah. before he went out. Yeah. No you hit on that. He, he's, he, um, he's my, uh, DJ shark for this year. Remember last year when I was pushing shark and, yeah. uh, yeah. So that was the guy when we started the season long podcast, I was going to say, get him. I mean, he's not, you know, free like like Shark was last year. He's but he's a twelfth rounder. You can get that's who you want on your yeah. best ball team. Keep that name in mind. All yes. right, let's let's continue to power through round one. And okay. again, you know, we're talking about these quarterbacks because a quarterback added to a team is not just one player. It affects the entirety of the offense. So the next quarterback will probably be a starter. Maybe game one. No, get, oh, right, right, because they do have Tyrod Taylor there. Yeah, uh, you, you've seen this. We saw the we saw what they do with Tyrod Taylor in in, in Cleveland. We we know the we. I've seen this. I've been here before. Okay, we've 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 been into this rodeo. So Justin A. Bear, that's right, that's right, Justin A. Bear, and you're dying to correct it. I know you. No, are. no, 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 no. You've already established that this is what you're calling. That is what I will be calling him. Justin A. Bear to the Chargers, replacing Philip Rivers. Now powers an offense that has produced well to the quarterback position and certainly to the skill position players. We've got Austin Eckler, the premier pass catching running back in the league. Uh, by next the way, to Richard McCaffrey. By the way, well, we staying with. I mean, this with Justin Herbert only locks in the fact that we should be acquiring uh, Austin Eckler in our fantasy leagues. And you saw the trade team. I sent you earlier that I just pulled I, I off. Saw right? your trade. I, I like it. You want to you want to do what you can to get um, Austin yeah. Eckler uh, on your team. He's going to be getting out. Uh, you know, I, he's going to be continuing to do what he did. I just he's traded a spectacular fantasy producer. Yeah, I just traded r- rookie 12 and 13 pick uh, 1.12 and 2.1 to get Austin Eckler. I'm feeling real good about dynasty that. league, you know, two picks. Last two, first round. That is a fair trade. That's a good trade, I think, for you. Um, but we've got Justin Ebert. We've got Mike Williams. We've got a very un- less exciting than ever um, Keenan Allen. Oh, I think this is I, good for Keenan Allen, don't you? It's good for Keenan Allen, but he's just not an exciting player. Um, and and I just don't have – I never draft Keenan Allen. 
Don't I try. don't either, but this makes me very interested in him. And remember, Keenan Allen's going in the fourth round of best balls right now. Mike Williams, uh, Hunter Henry, Ooh, Austin yes. Eckler. Yes. Too many names. Too many. Keenan Allen. A lot of names. A lot of names. There's a lot of names. But all of them get a boost here. Phillip Rivers, sorry. Not getting it done anymore. Not getting it done. You know what the biggest problem with Phillip Rivers is? The best fantasy production of the game tends to happen in that two-minute drill, especially at the end of the game. And this motherfucker was always throwing interception, getting sacked. He, he was just done for. So whenever the, the juicy fantasy point part of the game would pop up, and like Rivers, but he's just he didn't have it anymore. He sat, he would just blow it. Last year we saw him blow that situation six or seven times. It was crazy. So new new blood, probably more turnovers, a little more chaos on offense, a little less controlled, which means more production on offense because teams are scoring more. San, San Diego, great defense, but when you have sort of a young quarterback throwing interceptions, that throws that off. More scoring against them, which means more comeback mode, which means more fantasy scoring for all of these guys. What say you? Season long says. Okay, so Justin Herbert. Let's uh, start off. Six foot six, ca- has wheels, can move. So he's going to be a mobile guy that's going to get you two or three uh, running touchdowns. If the pocket breaks down and this monster can't, you know, can't find one of his receivers, he's going to take off. If you if you watch the tape um, uh, back at Oregon, he the, it was a lot of like third and eights where he scrambled for the first down. So. I'm, I mean, I love Justin Herbert. If you have pick three in your Dynasty Superflex League, you're going to want to take this guy over any of the running backs. It doesn't even matter. I don't care if you have good quarterbacks. Justin Herbert is is one of these guys that's going to be have the staying power of Kirk Cousins, but with a lot more upside as far Does as Does he have him. the legs? I only want running back. Yes. Running uh, didn't you hear what I just said? I just said that he, he, he'll he get you yards on third and eight with his legs. He's probably going to be one yeah. of those guys that gets three rushing touchdowns a year. Um, he, well, he's uh, what, over- what is our NFL comparison? Are we talking Aaron Rodgers or are we talking, um, you know, Sam Darnold here? <laughs> I mean, well, he's remember he's six foot six, so he's a monster. He's like, you know, he, he's one of he, he. I'm trying. Who were some of those Is really? Ben Roethlisberger with speed, like a little faster. That that's who I. That's who came to my mind when you said, you know, his size. He's so massive. You don't have you don't have a lot of examples of maybe Cam Newton is a big big guy who can run a little bit. Um, I mean, no, Cam, Cam Newton can run more than a little. He can run well, more well, than a little bit. Doesn't pass though. I mean, in fairness, Cam Newton can't throw. So, so like, look, he has to run. Here, this this is basically how I would tell you. This is how I would describe Justin Herbert. He's he's got great size. He's he's got that pro ready frame. Okay, um, it, he already has the the passing concepts down. That's what they played over to Oregon, and he is a, a he's another one that's really good pre snap. Okay, um. He, he keeps the ball like it, one of the things I noticed on the tape with him is that he doesn't like hold the ball out uh, for those of you listening out while he is um, passing like he's not going to get strip sacked a lot because he's so tall and he knows how to protect the ball. He's a, he's um, he has all the best parts of an NFL caretaker with the, the arm and the wheels of of the upside. Justin Herbert is a very clean prospect who's going to be excellent in fantasy i mean if he i'm not sure we can project him for all 16 games because you know how coaches are with the veteran but once he gets going he's a top 10 qb absolutely sound i mean he sounds great obviously um 
a really strong quarterback class, at least. Oh yeah. On the top paper from this draft here. And you know, this was one of those crazy years where a lot of teams just needed a quarterback. Now the final guy that went in the first round at the quarterback position, I, I don't think as much fantasy relevance here. Uh, you had a little bit of a surprise pick uh, Packers taking uh, love. Yeah, Jordan but you, Love out of Utah, uh, pick yeah. 26. Aaron Rodgers, still good. Not getting traded. None of that's happening. What do you think of Love? I mean, is this just, uh, why did they take him here? You think it's just preparation, just best available player? Why? I mean, they traded to get it. Yeah, well, they got some. Uh, so everything I read was they, uh, they jumped ahead of Seattle. Seattle was going to take Jordan Love if, if they didn't. That was the intel they got. Jordan Love is the perfect guy to sit behind an aging superstar like Aaron because he's not a get him ready in one year quarterback. Now we already know all, we've talked at nauseum about the upside of Jordan Love, and I know everyone yeah. groups. And now, if you say that he's like Patrick Mahomes, they make fun of you because he made a few side on foot. But he really does have like this elite level upside. It's just that there's a lot of rawness and downside. So if you can get him behind a superstar like Aaron Rodgers for two seasons and you know Aaron Rodgers is not like how Brett Favre was where he never missed a game Aaron Rodgers misses games you, he, Jordan Love's going to get some game experience uh when you have the upside of a player like that uh it's preparing for the future I mean so many uh in in most you see in most years Jordan Love would be a top 10 pick now you're getting him in you know in the later part of the first round so it's the you know you're not getting the coaches the coaches were on board with this too I mean Matt LaFleur loved this guy it's not like when the when the Packers drafted Rodgers, the coaches were like, what the hell? We, we, let's get somebody we can use today. You know, we have a, a superstar. The coaches were on this. Now, is uh, is Aaron Rodgers probably on a little bit of tilt here? Maybe, probably. I mean, he what, he has no reason to be insecure. He's, he's that kind of guy, though. You know, you know he's tilting yeah. just because he's Aaron Rodgers. And everyone's like, well, he's a terrible mentor. I don't think that, you know, these guys come in and expect to be mentored. You know, Matt LaFleur, the coach, is going to mentor Jordan Love. He's fully invested in his development. And Matt LaFleur, for all his faults as a coach, has been a good QB developer. So um, I think that this sets up really well. Um, for the Packers' future, I mean, they made they made an investment in their future. You know, so they're not going to be one of these teams that's trading up and scrambling to get a quarterback in two years when Rodgers ages out, presumably. Absolutely. Now, all right, let's move over to the next big offensive position um, to focus on in in round one as we as we progress through this um, fallout breakdown. And we had a lot of wide receivers going round one. Have there? I, I, my recent memory, and you're more of a draft guru than I am. I cannot recall this many first round wide receivers. So there was in six. A very long time. So there was six wide receivers in the first round uh, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, CD Lamb. Okay. And then you had, um, uh, was it called? Jalen Rager was the surprise fourth wide receiver off the board to the Eagles. Then uh, the next pick was Justin Jefferson, which is a great pick to the Vikings. And then Brandon Ayuk, who was talked. Listen, it was a, a I, I did a, a short video on Brandon Ayuk where there's a major chasm between what fantasy thinks of him and what the NFL scouts thought of him. NFL loved Brandon Ayuk coming out of Arizona State. Um, and we can work in reverse. We can work from the beginning. No, let, let's start at the top of the list here. Okay, because, but I'm just saying. So we'll get to him. So let's yeah, we'll, start we'll with get to him. We want to talk about all these guys, all fantasy relevant situations. Are are good for some of these guys, better for some than others. Um, I lost get, that prop bet, by the way. I had under five point five receivers in the first round. It was the shocker, the sixth guy, right? Yep. So, so let's let's. Jets didn't take one. Um, 
let's get right into it here. Henry Ruggs, Raiders. Sup- mild surprise here, a little bit. Surprise. Uh, not one. to us. Not to us. That was a we surprise. Talked about him? Yeah. But, I mean, because most of the player, um, a lot of upside here. Yeah, everyone thinks of that like, oh, they just got another John Ross, another Will Fuller, a brittle Henry. I don't know what they're what they're watching, but Henry Ruggs runs every single route. He's a monster o- over the middle. He can he can juke you out of your shorts. Going long with that long speed is like it's like his his nuclear button. It's like when a race car driver hits the the Knox button. He does have that in his toolkit, but that's not even his primary thing where he beats you long. He's more he's more Tyreek Hill than he is John Ross. Now I'm not saying he's, Tyreek Hill is so unique because he's a bully. He plays like he's six foot four and three hundred pounds, but I mean he he's a dog, Henry Ruggs, and he's going to run people over. He's not going to like. What are the what are the numbers on Ruggs? We know about the crazy high speed score. I think the it was four like two seven. The four two seven. Yeah, four two seven. What's the height? What's the weight here? Okay, so okay, so you want here? You know, yeah, get prep those he's, numbers. He's he's under he's under two hundred pounds. But here, let me um here I'll, I'll pull up his measurables. But um, I mean, let's see, Henry Ruggs combine profile right here. Okay, so now don't be fooled about you know, about his number, but he's 5'11", 188 pounds. So there it is. There it is. I mean, that's Antonio Brown size, man. That's Antonio Brown size. Yes. The, the prototype for your first wide receiver, the new prototype in the NFL has been the monster, the AJ Brown, the Mike Williams, the uh, Cortland Sutton. So Henry Ruggs is a bit of a throwback to, as you said, a little Antonio Brown in there. There's some Tyreek Hill going on there. Mm -hmm. There, there's also potentially some, John Ross in there. So no, so that's the, not his game though, so man. How about that's not his how, game? It's not his game, but, but like we've seen some smaller guys like, uh, the, the Patriots drafted in the first round. I think the, the name was Richardson. He was on Washington as of last year. Paul Richardson, small guy, uh, Paul, Paul, Paul Richardson. Yeah. yeah. I mean like another six foot, you know, 185 pound type, um, frame. Yeah, no, it's it, Henry Ruggs is a different animal. Um, uh, uh, was his name the guy who runs the senior bowl Nagy right he said not the Bears coach the you know not Matt Nagy um yeah, I, Jim Nagy the guy who runs the senior bowl said I mean he I value his opinion and on Twitter he was saying months ago Henry Ruggs is the wide receiver one in this class there's no question about it don't worry any he's his skill set translates to the NFL he is going I'm telling you man if I, I was hoping that he was going to fall to like pick 10 11 and 12 in dynasty drafts there's no way now he's going to be like you know, there's a case for taking him over CD Lamb at this point. I would, I, I, you have to make a case for that. Now, my concern with Ruggs is he is uh, on a team helmed by Derek Carr. Not for long. I thought the Ra- I thought the Raiders were going to shock the world and take Jordan Love with that spot. Yeah. In fairness, I was like, they got to take a front quarterback here. They didn't do it. They've got the wide receiver. They don't have a quarterback that can deliver a deep pass. What do we say for Henry Ruggs' prospect year one in this scenario? Their quarterback is not known for delivering a deep pass with accuracy. So, you know, his speed is somewhat muted by the – he doesn't have a guy – who uh, Percy Harvin on steroids. There we go. I like that comment, uh, Saffer Stud. But um, and and that's a great if if, Rugs, if that's Percy who you're Harvin getting on steroids, without not literally. the headaches, yeah. right? And and the steroid, you know, and without the headaches, that would be a spectacular player. Exciting, explosive, super fast. Maybe return kicks. I don't know. Maybe get you that. So what about the quarterback situation though? And do we ignore that? for dynasty purposes? Fantasy purposes this year, I think he's a player. I think he's 
the best wide receiver on that team day one. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, number one guy easily. There's no other wide. They don't have anybody. I felt like before the draft, I was on an island with uh, Henry Ruggs. I found out there are some other Ruggs truthers out there, man. I I, I don't see any problems with his game. And, and, and there's no end. I understand what you're saying about Carr, but Carr is like not that bad. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He just doesn't throw a lot. He's not. He, he's conservative. Right. He doesn't throw deep. He's a no. game manager X10. Like he is the ultimate game manager type. At this point, at this point. Every team, including the Raiders, is probably taking a look at Jameis Winston. They're they're probably they're looking Ooh. at Cam Newton. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I'm not. I'm Carr is not a lock to be on that roster day one. There's going to be teams that prefer Carr, and that's how they'll be able to move him. Um, you know, the Patriots might be interested in Carr. You never know. It's like uh, I'm just telling you, like. You get Henry. This is um, Mike Mayock's team now, and this is John Gruden's team. They jumped ahead to get Henry Ruggs. They have a plan. They just like they had a plan for Josh Jacobs, how to roll him out in phases. I trust Gruden and Mayock to. I mean, this is think about they they signed Antonio Brown last year and they lost him before the season starts. This is their guy. He's going to function how Antonio Brown had this. Think of him as Antonio Brown, but with the speed. Okay, he can function the same no, way. Listen, listen, I'm not ready to crown this guy something better than Antonio. Brown. No, of course not. Okay. I mean, that would be. Uh, but I'm saying is that that's how they're planning to use him. But as a, and if you look at the structure of the team, even the gazelle over there, and and with the with now a strong tight end, pass catching tight end position going on, and now a real running back, hopefully that gets trained to. Uh, be involved in the passing game, you start to get a feel for a well-rounded offense on this uh, Vegas team, which, you know, is is really a boon to all of the pieces of that offense. I think they're going to be able to move the football better. I think they're going to be able to score more frequently. And Ruggs is probably going to be a guy that you could pick up in the middle to later rounds. And I'm curious to your thoughts on where you think he'll go in best ball leagues tomorrow because he is now the number one wide receiver by far. There's nobody else on the team for his squad. Um, he's a rookie. They often get overlooked. So how high up the best ball rankings do you think that will get rugs pushed? Where has he been going up until this point? So I'm going to be curious to hear some opinions on that, but overall for the Raiders as a team, this is a really, really positive um, outcome. So good call, good pick here. Top wide receiver off the draft. And the question becomes, is he going to be the number one wide receiver that goes in fantasy drafts, uh, in dynasty drafts in particular, right after these three quarterbacks potentially, or certainly I think the running backs actually will get priority. So you might see a rugs, you know, going five or six, but the first wide that. receiver taken in your dynasty draft. So yeah, just exciting overall. And what, what, yeah. What do you think right now on best ball in terms of the round that we'll see rugs sort of shoot up to from wherever he's been seven or eight. Yeah. Seven or eight round. Again, you get number one wide receiver. That's the kind of player that makes your 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 best ball team. I'm not sure. I even think he'll be a productive fantasy player year one, just because he's the only guy there. Yeah. Do you think that? that um, who do you think will have more targets though, Rugs or Darren Waller? 
Listen, it's tough to predict because Waller was such a target hog, but I don't yeah. know if that was because they had no one else to throw to. Yeah, I, I still think Waller will lead the team in targets, but uh, it could be, but we don't yeah. know. It's very no, hard. I'm saying, just projecting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just, so it's hard to know. All right. Let's all go right. to the next wide receiver off the board here. So I, again, I like rugs. I like rugs as a fantasy asset yeah. year one across a lot of different things, just because of even with the terrible quarterback or the conservative quarterback play. Let's go on to the Broncos pick of Jerry Judy, my favorite player in the draft. Hmm. Jerry Judy. Great wide receiver out of Alabama. Broncos, again, a team in need outside of Cortland Sutton, who, you know, looks like a potential stud, but also might wind up being more of just a big dude who you throw the football up to rather than sort of an all-purpose wide receiver. We have not seen... You're talking about Judy? No, well, I'm talking about the other Cortland Sutton, the other wide oh. receiver for the Broncos. So his his backfield mate outside of Cortland Sutton... They, the Broncos, again, have a bunch of ne'er-do-wells, fantasy-irrelevant wide receivers on that team. So Judy steps in here as I believe, I don't know if we want to call it the shake of he should be the number one wide receiver on this team without long. Now, we like Cortland Sutton, but he has not shown himself to be a, a, a wide receiver yet. And in yeah, year three, he could break out. But he hasn't shown himself to be Calvin, you know, Calvin Johnson as of yet. Yeah, I mean, you know, talking about like how this affects fantasy, I mean, the obvious take here is we got to start taking Drew Locke very seriously as a dynasty. As a uh, dynasty, I don't want to. I know, and okay. that's what. See, think about your reaction right there. Okay, just let's let's break this down. Your reaction is going to be the reaction of the fantasy community. You can get Drew Locke. You remember how we just talked about how quarterbacks are not viable in fantasy? Drew Locke is one of those well, guys. Well, we're that, talking against Superflex two quarterback yes. formats. Correct. Yeah. I mean, obviously, in, in even in, you know, one QB, uh, he's a guy that you can get now cheap. You can get him for your late second round rookie pick. Right. And you could be looking at a young quarterback that's got dynamic weapons, Melvin Gordon in the backfield. I mean, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, not convinced that he's not terrible. See, I disagree. I disagree. But again, this is the point we're making. If you're listening to this podcast, Take a look at Drew Locke's tape from last year. Take a look at the numbers, and now you're adding weapons. They're, they're doing. They're obviously building around him, right? And that's why they're adding weapons. And most people are going to think how the geek just talked about there, and, and that is why he is attainable. Whereas if he gets to be the Daniel Jones level or perception that Daniel Jones, a young guy with upside, you're not going to be able to get him right now. You can buy Drew Locke at a reasonable. Uh, and you know, if I would get him now yeah. again, dynasty, dynasty play, super flex. Interesting. But, um, best ball you, know, you can, he's, I would love to have him as my QB two that you can get in round 13, 14. That is something probably more interesting for me. Um, best ball leagues and, and sort of a guy that might have a resurgent type of season yeah. now with finally with some weapons around him, yeah. including a pass catching running back. So yeah, could be something there. I do like Jerry Judy's outlook having yeah. gone to the Broncos, just, Career ready, the the yeah career wise, the Broncos definitely do a good job of, um, you know, exploiting their talent of making their talent shine. It's not it's not like a Jets team where you're like, oh no, his his career could be toasted by where he went. The Broncos are definitely a team that will produce a good player if if there's a good player in there, and if they need to switch the quarterback position next year, I I, I don't love the quarterback situation. I just didn't see enough out of Locke personally to think that he can produce incredible fantasy. Assets uh, as of yet in his career doesn't mean he can't grow into it. Doesn't mean he can't grow into it year two, but I, I don't love it. But um, I do like Jerry Judy. I love Jerry Judy as a player, and I think he's a solid um, dynasty asset 
Probably yeah. not somebody I'm taking ahead of against some of these starting running backs that seem to be going next round, but um, somebody who I'll be very excited for maybe second overall after rugs. Uh, there'll be some others we'll talk about, but oh, you're moving um, rugs ahead of them already, huh? Well, he got picked first. So you have to, if I, you know, listen, if I, if I'm not, if I want to say, if I want to let these deems DMS, GMs, Jameses take the wheel GMs of teams, general managers, Jameses, I'm going to say, Hey, this guy, I like this guy the best. So who the hell am I to think that I'm sharper than Mike Mayock? I don't think I'm better than Mike Mayock at evaluating talent. So I'm going to say, Hey, Mayock liked this guy the most. That's the top guy. Um, so let me move on to the next guy who is a disaster for fantasy purposes, although a great wide receiver, but the worst case scenario, and you mentioned before says you mentioned maybe this moves somebody ahead of CD, CD lamb, CD lamb's landing spot is a massive, massive negative. He went to Dallas. Now you might say, Dallas. I love Dallas. I'm a fucking Cowboys fan. Geek, fuck you. I'm going to send you a, a nasty email. I'm going to write you a really nasty DM on Twitter about this. Don't do that. Here's the deal. I'm not saying I don't like the Cowboys. I love Dak Prescott. He's my dude. But now CD Lamb is coming in as WR3. Not to say he can't have a good game here or there, but Amari Cooper's over there. You've got um, Goodwin, Godwin, Godwin. Uh, Gallup. Gallup starts with a G. A Gallo. What the hell? I'm having a blank. It's the middle of the offseason, right? So you've got two wide receivers that look great ahead of him. This is a negative to all of the pass catchers for the Cowboys. Too many options. This is would the you first take would you take um Jalen Rager in fantasy above him at this point? No, they don't throw to wide receivers in San Francisco. Come on. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Jalen Rager went to the Eagles. Oh, oh the Eagles, yes. For dynasty purposes, yes, and for fantasy purposes, yes. Sorry, wow. I, I, so you're knocking lamb. I have a rant prepared for the San Francisco pick. Let's not you, get you, to that. You're knocking lamb below Rieger now. Interesting yes. in the rankings. Absolutely, I would he not do a, that. I he's in a brutal, brutal career situation for the next three mm -hmm. years. There's going to be three guys over there. Too many guys. I can't wait to see you could, uh, you your dynasty ranks. His, you could fall in love with his talent all you like opportunity five years just not going to be good enough for me i don't want to wait i don't want to have to make a decision on one of three wide receivers it's one of the reasons why i never drafted and i've told everybody here never to draft um uh brandon cook it's one of, uh, now i also told you not to draft cooper cup too many guys a lot of guys on that team one too many i need only two when you have a third and you're trying to support three. It just doesn't work. It's very, very difficult for a lot of a lot of people like uh, Blake Jarwin, the tight end, too. So that's another target that Dak's going to have. And I'm not saying he's going to be a star, but I'm, I'm less worried about the tight end than I I'm am. Saying about, it's, it's 60 targets. You, you know, can't it's, produce three quality uh, wide receiver stat lines week after uh, week. It let me ask happen. you this, though. Is CD the type of prospect, though, that that comes into the NFL, right? And just dominates and makes one of those two receivers pu pushes Mike Michael Gallup to back a little bit. I mean, Listen, or he could be better than Amari Cooper. He could be straight up a better talent than Amari Cooper across the board. But will he get to prove it? So you're taking that extra risk. I'll take the risk, but I'm just not taking it where he's going to go. If he's going to go second, third, 
wide receiver off the board. This is a guy I want to wait to the second round in my dynasty draft. If he's still hanging out, then Ooh, I'll CD lamb. Yes. CD lamb still going to be a top six dynasty pick. In That's fine for you. I'm yeah. telling you what I'm going to do. I yeah, don't, so you're want not getting him. You're not getting him. He will not be on my team. Not because I don't like the player. First of all, I like Jerry Judy better. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, you've, you've stayed with the, the, as they call him, uh, his, his nickname. All right. No, 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 you don't have to go there. It's enough. The sign was sent out. All right. Next yeah, up, this isn't, this even... isn't audio, many people are going to watch on the audio feed. I know. Well, yeah, we, on the audio feed. No, we don't even have to go there. All right. Yeah. Next up. All right. We got Jerry Judy. We got CD lamb, CD lamb. Number one dropping for me yep. down arrow. I mean, that's down. reasonable. It's reasonable considering that he's, you know, not only that drops Cooper drops Gallup drops them all. Everybody gets a down arrow. Except Everybody. for except down for Dak, arrow. Dak gets an up arrow. Dak gets an up arrow. Everybody else gets a down is, arrow. Is Dak now? Would you would you say for fantasy, fantasy only, redraft only? Who do you like better, Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott? This is a this is a good question. Murray's going to go first. I love Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. I, I'm just going to let you know that. I, that's all I'm going to say. I like I'm in a dynasty league where I might pick the end of the second round. My hope would be that a Dak Prescott would get to that last pick in round two. I don't think he'll get there, but that would be a really cool. Yeah, in, in our you're referencing our dynasty startup we're about to do high stakes three hundred dollar entry super flex. There's no like uh, if I pick at the like pick nine, right? Like I'm taking Dak in the first round. You are. Yeah, but we don't know what the group will do, but I'm just saying it's like he's not getting back to you in the first round. Is yeah. my point. Yeah, like there's no there's if I'm picking at eleven, I'm I'm considering him at eleven. You're and basically the, telling me he ain't getting to me because of you. Correct. Yeah, I mean I have him as my dynasty QB three. I mean okay. you know it's yeah, just, it's I, I like him a lot too. Yeah, I, I, would, I could see I love Kyler Murray, uh, Josh Allen. You know there's that group, but I, I like I like um I like that quite a bit. If you so, can get him in. in your in your redraft league, I like him above. Uh, for example, one one area where I'm gonna. Be different from a lot of people's. I like I like all of those guys above uh, Russell Wilson. So I'll yeah. I'll be taking a lot of guys because that Russell Wilson. I mean, you you know how I feel about this. I have Daniel Jones ahead of Russell Wilson in my yeah. in my redraft rankings. I just I'm not. I love I'm, Russell Wilson is a player by the way. Don't send me hate mail. I love dude, that. Dude, dude, Russell Wilson is a Mount Rushmore. He's one of the best five best four QBs in NFL history. So we I I, I want to make that clear. It's just more of his fantasy production being all over the place. Coaching issues in. Seattle. Now, um, let's move on. We got a lot of wide receivers to cover. Not a ton more time here. Okay. So let's do lightning uh, round then here. CD Lamb, disastrous. Right, we already covered. Go we'll next. Back. Next up, Jalen Rager. A little bit of a surprise pick by the Eagles here. Um, went ahead of your boy, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I love the situations for both of these guys. Jalen Rager, Eagles, f- fucked up last year. J.J. Arthago Whiteside. Not looking so good. Lots of opportunity last year. Did not do anything. They had no body to throw to. And Arthago Whiteside did not help. And I'm sorry, that is a bad, bad sign. So here we add Jalen Rager. Give me the breakdown. Big dude, small dude, Antonio Brown, AJ Brown. Which Brown is he? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you know? Right. I went all I went all in. Um, so Jalen Jalen Rager, he, he's he's basically last year at this time, as I was telling you, he uh, he had his hive of fans. Um, yeah, I'm just pulling up his size right now. Um, hold on a second. Uh, gotta know the gotta know the size. It's gotta memorize it. <laughs> you want me to memorize his? his Every, uh, I want okay. you to like what's the size? You're like 
six foot four, 220 pounds. No, 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 no. He's 5'11", 206. So, okay, little guy. Remember, so in high school, he played defensive back. And, and there was even some talk that um, uh, that he, they were trying to make him switch to defensive back in the NFL. Um, he's fast, man. I mean, he, he's a super fast guy, uh, a little bit more straight line. Uh, you know, he's got pretty big hands at the nine and a half inches hands. Uh, he, um, he, he's you know a polarized. He's good. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, four, 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 40 yard dash. Okay. Three cone was 7.31. Now I, I think when you talk about three cone, you're talking about the lateral agility and the, that's a little high for me. Anything under seven, I mean, it's fine. It's not a problem, but anything under seven is what you want to see for the elite guys. I'm not a Jalen Rager guy. I don't think that he was a first round pick. I was hoping the Jaguars or the Jets would get him in round two. Uh, Ray, so people are going to like Rager way more than me. I'm out on him as if he's a top seven uh, dynasty pick, um, but the Eagles, the Eagles like him, and that's all that matters. The Eagles don't have really anybody there, so I could be wrong for fantasy. He could get the opportunity, but Jalen Rager was not somebody that I personally liked in the pre-draft process. Um, who knows? You know, I mean, you know, we—it's not like last year with because you brought up AJ Brown. We liked AJ Brown. We hated the situation. Yeah, the situation was, yeah. but but obviously. Yeah, pre-draft, pre-draft, I had him as my wide receiver one, if you remember. But Absolutely. after the draft, I knocked him down to like seven or eight, stupidly, you know. So Not- with Rager, I didn't have him high anyway. So if you pick eleventh or twelfth in your dynasty draft rookie draft, sure. For for redraft purposes, great last round flyer. He'll probably push up to like round thirteen now. Uh, I won't have much of him. Uh, but you know what? I would understand if you did. I have. Uh, I just I don't like the overall skill set. Uh, but you're going to have rate. There's a, you don't understand out on Twitter. There's Rager people that will take your head off because he was considered the wide receiver one in this class before Judy became that guy about 18 months ago. Listen, there are concerns here. Number one for me is the Eagles history of whiffing on first round. Yeah, but that's not relevant. That's I not mean, relevant, same, man, because it's, it's, not the, it's not the same guys that are picking. Yeah, it's relevant. Know. That shit continues. Nelson Aguilar, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I could probably can't think of some others, but I'm sure I mean, they're the draft out. is hard, man. The draft is yeah. hard. You know, they just miss a lot, and and so everyone um, misses a lot. That's a concern for they me. Don't, they don't. I mean, New, New England misses a lot. I mean, and they're considered they a do. smart team. Right? I mean, now, now again, all that being said, if I can get this guy, the, the opportunity is there, and so if I can get a guy like Rager, and they're late in a best ball draft, no one likes him. And you're talking rounds 15, 16, 17 in your best ball league this year. This is a guy who has no one ahead of him on the depth chart. He he steps in wide receiver one on a team that has no one to throw to. So for that reason alone, if he's just not terrible, if he's just competent, he should be able to pr- be a productive fantasy asset. I'm not here to figure out if he's going to make the Eagles a better team. All I want to know is if he's a productive fantasy asset, you're one, not somebody I'm excited about drafting early but certainly a wide receiver that you want to have on your best ball team beyond just taking the scraps at the last few rounds that's the guy that you take and maybe has a good year and he makes your team for you especially in the latter half kind of like what aj brown did where he did shit for a big chunk of the season but later on carried your team to a championship 
Yeah. Also, I think that um, Rager, I think he's like the type of player they're going to put returning kicks or punts. And um, he, he you're going to see like why people like him on special teams. If he, they do decide to put him in special teams, he's he can light it up. If he gets going straight line, there's no catching him. I mean, he's again, he, he he's he's very worthy of the first round pick. I wouldn't have done it. But, you know, I don't scout players like how the Eagles scout players. You know, I, I look at the tape. I read other people's. I, I, I take, you know, other people's opinions play a, a heavy factor in how I think guys that I respect. So, um, yeah, I mean, let's I think we said it all. Yeah, you know, there we go. Well, let's move on to a guy who I think yes. has a much, much better landing spot and a very exciting prospect for himself both this year and longer term. And that's Justin Jefferson to the Vikings, um, taking the spot uh, that that is open for them through the departure of, remind me the name. Um, you talking about Stefan Diggs? Diggs? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, to the departure of Stefan Diggs, um, wide receiver two spot, maybe wide receiver one spot open for the Vikings. They're a, you know, they're not, they're a run heavy oh. team, but they certainly throw a lot. Um, Stop. Stop there because you said something important and is that Justin Jefferson profiles is like the perfect number two wide receiver. Like in fantasy, for example, like he'll finish as like wide receiver 16, wide receiver 11, wide receiver 14. Like he's going to be a PPR machine. Okay. Justin Jefferson is pro ready. All right. He is going to catch a, a lot of passes. He's got a very extensive route tree. I like Justin Jefferson a lot, but he's never going to be wide receiver five or six. And it, it you know, so He's well, give me a give me a current player comparison. I would say um, on the low end, Alvin Ridley. No, okay. Well, I was going to say on the low end, um, the best of Cole Beasley. On the low end, and on the higher end, I think he could be Julian Edelman, a tough nosed player that catches a lot of passes, but also can you know can can hit it deep. I mean, he's you know, I mean he. He he looks good, man. I don't even know. You know, I I know I those are two similar players, but the high end of Julian Edelman is a PPR guy who can do it all, and the high end of Cole Beasley is a very productive, sure-handed receiver, professional. So, um, Keenan I mean, Allen. Yeah, I mean, oh, Ke yeah, Keenan Allen was never a touchdown scorer. I expect Justin Jefferson to get in the end zone. Well, what's the, what's the height? Um, what's the height? And, and uh, you want Justin Jefferson's uh, yeah, measurable? Yeah, those at the ready, man. You know, I'm going to keep asking. <laughs> get those okay. at the ready. Yeah, not, let's see. Height and weight, Justin Jefferson. Give me, give me some measurables here, so, so I can. Um, right, here we go. Uh, right, brain around it. He is six foot one, and he is weighing in at 202 pounds. So perfect NFL receiver nice size. NFL perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. good size for an NFL player. There we go. Justin Jefferson, really, really good landing spot. Helps pretty much the entire Vikings offense. Uh, I don't know He's if it helps. In a sense, it's probably a downgrade from Stephon Diggs. So to say it helps, it really just brings them back to what they were last year. We like Adam Thielen. We love Adam Thielen now. Oh, yeah. No, and Adam Thielen, and Adam Thielen is, uh, you know, it's, he's had trouble staying healthy in the in this last couple of years himself. So Justin Jefferson could easily be one of those guys that's thrust into, you know, a, a, a 140 targets if something happens to could, Thielen. You know, I mean, could be a very productive fantasy asset. You're one. Another guy yep. that you want to be grabbing in the later rounds of every best ball draft that you're in. Would you take Justin Jefferson over CD Lamb if for fantasy? Uh, absolutely. Wow. Without question. Without even without even thinking for a second. You don't understand. I, I I've been telling you this for years. You fall in love with the player. The situation is more important than the player. A lot I of just, the time. I just I just don't want to. 
I just don't want to have another situation with AJ Brown. Like we had him as our no, wide receiver one. That we, because AJ Brown, we falsely assumed that Davis was the star, like that he was good. No, no, no. but that's what we're doing again with CD Lamb. Like he is the wide receiver. Look, all right, let's think about the parallels for a second. Last year, before the draft process, we had. Uh, AJ Brown is our wide receiver one, and it wasn't even close, right? And then we knocked him down to like wide receiver eight because we Mariota didn't like sucks, right? Oh, I'm saying he's on and, a team with a number one, that right? Was and that's what's first. happening again. We're like, oh, he's the number three. He's not like I just want to be careful of that again. That happening again. So I, no, I'm, because, because the the difference is Corey Davis was not an established player, but but they had a bad quarterback. The difference here is. They just paid Amari Cooper. That he just got paid. Wait, just got paid Friday night. Mm, mm, bad, uh, jumping. Yeah, four, four minutes left. It, right. That's that's Amari Cooper right now. He's like, I just got paid. Where where, where am I going? I got I got I got some money. All right. So are, are we, wait, hold up. I just need to know. Are we going to get copyrighted now? Is that because that was very close to the real song? Yeah. No, I think you're allowed to do cover version. YouTube is going to throw us off because they think it's the actual version. All right, let's move on to the next guy. <laughs> Before we move on to the last guy, or the um, just remember, everybody, you see up on the screen here, like and subscribe to all of our channels, all right? Like and subscribe, YouTube, our Twitch channel, all at DFS Army. Uh, I, I've been putting out some content for DFS Army on TikTok and LinkedIn. So that's Allen Fantasy Football on both of those platforms. Apple Podcasts. We're, gonna, we're making a real concerted effort right now to get people to like and subscribe subscribe to our channels because we are about to flood you with content and we want you to get alerted when we go live. We're doing all these short video clips. We're doing 30 second, 90 second profiles on each player. So most importantly, like, and subscribe to YouTube and Twitch, Facebook and Twitter. Okay. Get that Those notification when we go live, these yeah. are live streams. And, you get to ask questions. And as we Get back up and running. DFS Army is going to be running some awesome specials. We're going to be talking about those to get you back into the chat rooms with us and all that. So pay attention because the geek is putting together with his promo team all these great deals for DFS Army once sports gets up and running again. And right now with the esports as well. So enough absolutely, promoting. we're doing esports like crazy. First place last night. What? What? All right. Um, we moved on. Justin you- Jefferson. We like Justin Jefferson. I love Justin Jefferson. Great landing spot. The final wide receiver of the first round. Brandon Ayuk. Wait, is that the final? Yep. Wait, is there one yes. more? No, no, no that's it. Yeah. You, uh, okay, there we go. Brandon Ayuk goes to the 49ers. I'm going to give you the quick rundown on him. Give me, the, give me the breakdown of the player. Okay. Out of Arizona State, the same school that uh, Nikhil Harry came out of last year. So there's already a built-in bias that um, from him. So Boston there was a bit there, from there. Yeah, so the he's um there's a, a chasm in what the NFL circles believe and what fantasy players believe. Fantasy players were down in Ayuk. NFL circles were very high on him, as evident by his draft by Mike Shanahan, right? So Ayuk comes out, he's sure-handed, he's got a huge wingspan, 81 inches. You remember that poster of Jordan with his arms out like that? Like literally, he he has the catch radius. After the catch, he is elite. So you throw him a short pass, he takes it to the house. Now, he had a core muscle surgery. That's not a problem uh, for long-term recovery. Uh, this is the perfect Mike Shanahan player, a guy who can run all the routes, take it short, and bring it long. Um, the the comps that uh, – that uh, the, the best comp I saw to him and – Put on your seatbelt here is Odell Beckham. He's that type of player where he wow. can take where okay. he can take. I mean, now you know that's a law, it's a high praise, but that's his upside. Takes the short pass and brings it along. No one's better than than catching the slant and bringing it to the house than Odell, right? Why, why, 
did the Eagles not take this guy? Um, you know, again, that that's that's a good question because they want there's there's Rager fans out there, man. There's Rager fans, yeah. and also they wanted someone that can go long. Now Ayuk is more of the short game okay. that t- he's a yards after the catch guy. So, so his flaw Rager's, is he's he's not he's not the deep ball guy. He can he, be, he can be, but Rager is like Deshaun Jackson, and okay. you know, I, so that's that's the difference. Whereas Ayuk is more of the yards after the catch type of player. Well, from my point of view. And I look at situation more than talent. There's pros and cons here to this landing spot. I, I do think it's a positive net for the 49ers. They clearly needed another guy. Um, Manny Sanders, fine last year, needs to be replaced. Um, you've got Dante Pettis sort of... Uh, Scratch his ass off, right? He's done. Yeah, you know, going off the deep end here. Um, I'm trying to think... Who the, have, who the they number have, they have Debo Samuel, they're gonna have Brandon Ayuk. Oh, Debo, we know Debo's and, gonna be and George top. Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Now the biggest negative, who's the other who's the other wide receiver? Debo there good was one. Marquise yeah, Goodwin. Good and then they had Jay uh they have Jalen Hurd who got hurt in the in yeah. the uh preseason. Really no one. In the end of the day, it's no one. So so it's it's just these two guys and a bunch of nayer do wells. It's gonna be Debo with small back punk. And and it's it's um Ayuk belongs yeah. in the first round of dynasty drafts now. Definitely a first round. Now the negative here is the danger with any San Francisco pass catcher is going to be lack of volume. They do not throw a lot. If they can rely on the running game, they will. Unlike anything I've ever seen before, they've taken the Seattle model and put it on steroids and said no. We are going to refuse to throw the football. We are going to bully you. And George Kittle is like the leader of that movement on that 49ers offense so the negative here is this is not a guy that uh, all right let me just let me just say it this is not a guy that outside of best ball which i do love him for because those few games where they throw he'll he'll or or explosive player but he is not a guy i'm excited to have on my dynasty team he's the- not a guy i'm excited to have on my fantasy team. yes not because of his talent his talent is there this is not a team I want wide receivers from. It's that simple. Right. So, so let me let me also you you know you've asked me every time. This time you didn't. He's six foot, two hundred and five pounds. He can literally. You cannot cover him one on one. He's got the quickest twitch ever. I'm telling you, you might regret to say, saying that. He is going they to don't be a grow more than eighteen times a game. I mean, that's why they're stocking up on short. So they they're going to throw more than 18 times a game and that's why they're stocking up on short pass catchers they didn't last year but you saw in the super bowl they manufacture touches for their wide receivers he's going to get you know how remember in the super bowl how they were just um they were pitching to debo they were end arounds they're going to be doing all these crazy reverses without you he's literally a first down maker that's what i how i would describe him you if it's third and seven like i'm confident that they're going to get the first down because you throw four yards to Ayuk. Wait till you see his highlights, man. He jukes you out of shorts. There's plays of Ayuk catching a football, turning around, looking at two tacklers, and then basically crashing into each other. This guy can move side to side so quickly. He is he's gonna I think he's personally gonna be better than Debo, but I'm not, you know, I don't want to set the world on fire and get people yelling at me. But uh Ayuk is is a number one wide receiver. We talked about Antonio Brown before. This guy fits into that mold too. He's a, a first down maker. Again, one of those surprising drops, man. It's crazy. But again, my my issue is not with the talent of the player so much as the situation. Uh, San Francisco is not a team that's going to produce volume to the wide receiver position. So you really have to accept a guy that's going to 
catch four to five passes a game, and he's going to have to do a lot with with limited opportunity. It's not the greatest thing in, in PPR, but I know he's going to have explosive games, not just this year, but over his career, or I would expect it. So again, more of a best ball asset for me. Those games that are competitive that San Francisco is not able to run the football, just like just like Seattle, when they can't run, all of a sudden the passing game goes crazy and you get incredible productivity because I don't think they lack talent at the quarterback position or in the passing game. It's just, you know, if we can run, we're going to every time. So you want him in games, like I think of a daily fantasy point of view, I want him in games where the 49ers are a pick them or, or even underdogs, maybe on the road those home games where they're just going to dominate with the run, they're just not going to throw and produce to the uh, pass catchers enough to really get me too excited. But he sounds like a great player. He sounds like a beautiful fit for this team and somebody where we might have some teams regretting, you know, maybe like a Vikings and and an Eagles, again, regretting their choices. We'll see. We'll see how the careers play out. Do you remember how we thought Sammy Watkins was going to be like how we thought he was just going to be like a short pass catcher and just like, and then injuries just totally derailed him and he just kind of never really hit. I would say that he has as much upside as we thought Sammy Watkins was going to have coming out of school. And there Sammy Watkins was a top five, you know, overall pick. So there we hey, go. Dude, it, we, helps, we it helps me. And it, again, this helps the entirety of that San Francisco offense in a sense. I don't think anybody takes a hit. Even, even Debo, that's my bike punk. Um, yeah. is doing just fine. That's perfect for Debo. Yeah, hey, uh, we, hit, we hit an hour and five minutes, and we covered it all. What, what, we got one last guy to talk about real quick. All right, right. Uh, yep. Chiefs running back, Clyde, this is the biggest impact pick yeah. of the entire draft, a shocker. Um, so let's let's hammer it through. We're, we're past the one-hour mark here, but Clyde Edwards, Elaire. Um, Chiefs shock the world. Take him over Taylor Swift. Some of the other names that have been floating out there. Right, I like Elaire, what were the odds of Elaire first round off the board? First running back off the board. Yeah, it, it was it was it was plus two thousand. It was twenty Un, to one. Unreal. Twenty to one. You could have gotten twenty to one odds on this. If thing. you would have bet twenty five bucks, you would have made five hundred. Yeah, beautiful, incredible prop. So tell me why the Chiefs picked Elaire. He's a smaller guy. Who are the NFL to- comparisons? And what are we expecting from him year one? Sure. So if a good running uh, a good running back in college catches about thirty passes, Chief. Okay. So um. So I, I called you the chief SD. That's your screen name. So geek. Um, so Clyde Edwards Hilaire, just to give you comparison, caught 55 passes last year. Okay. That would be the NFL equivalent of catching 90 passes in the NFL. Okay. Um, he's an elite pass catcher, an elite route runner, a runner doesn't have elite speed. Uh, he ran a force in the four sixes, but he's got this short area burst and this spin move. Like I've never seen before. He's pro ready and he fits exactly what the chiefs want to do. They want to throw to the running back. I mean, you and I talked about this off air. I mean, I can see why he was the first running back off the board. He is pro ready and fits the chief system exactly right. I'll probably have him around RB 15, RB 18 and redraft uh, right around where the Leonard Fournette's of the world are. And, you know, the, some of the older veterans. Uh, but I, I mean, I, he's going to be in consideration. Uh, right. At, straight up today. Are you taking him above Chris Carson? Oh yeah, I don't have Chris Carson in my top twenty-five running backs. There we go. So yeah. uh, let's let's throw another name out there: um, Fournette or or Elaire. Yeah, I'm going to take Clyde Edwards Elaire there. I, I don't. I'm not confident Fournette is going to be on the Jaguars roster when before the, you know. There, there's a little inside, a little sneak preview inside information here. Uh, potentially, um, how about Elaire or Le'Veon Bell? 
that's a great call right there. I mean, uh, um, only because Le'Veon Bell has the backfield to itself, I would take him. But if you told me that you'd like Clyde Edward Tolaire sharing carries with Damian Williams, I'd have no problem with it. So, I mean, so there you go. So basically, running back Chiefs, the positives are he catches passes. Oh, does he, he ever. He's, he's got a great spin move, exciting runner. The negatives are, I heard, maybe some deficiencies in pass protection and um, certainly lots of lots of other bodies on that Chiefs team, uh, Damian Williams, and, and and a Chiefs team that has shown a propensity to go with a committee at times. So there are some risks here. I don't want to get too crazy or excited about a rookie when you're talking about a Chiefs team that has had a propensity, and we've seen it, to sort of have a multi-back situation. Yeah, but, but think about this, though. Damian Williams has not been the picture of health. Okay. And when you're a Super Bowl team, you don't draft a quarterback. I'm oh, sorry. You don't draft anyone in the first round that you can't use this year. Like the Chiefs window is now. If they want to do, if they want to go Patriots on us and try to get six Super Bowls in Pat Mahomes' career, every year the window is open. You draft players in the first round you could use today. And that's what they did. I don't have any doubt. I, I have no doubt they'll use him. So what we don't know is the volume. Um, you know, there's, there's some other guys waiting in the wings on that. There's just a lot of bodies at the position group, but none of them have shown themselves to be either able to stay healthy in the case of Damian Williams or, um, you know, a special talent, uh, like as in the case of Darwin Thompson, who couldn't really, um, step up and grab the job last season. So let's see what happens here, but a little bit of surprise here. Do you think Hilaire is the number one? Now we have to still wait. I, I expect maybe yeah, we'll Chase now. All right, let me, let me throw a scenario at you real quick. And it's going to, we're going to close it out on this, on the analysis. Let's say the dolphins today take Jay swizzles. Take, you mean Jonathan Taylor? Or are you talking about Deandre Swift, Deandre Swift. Sorry. D swizzles, D swizzles, Deandre Swift. Yeah. Then he'd be, um, Swift or Jonathan Taylor, that's fair. But but let's say they take um, Swift, pick number five in the second round. Who do you take first in your dynasty well, draft? I, I'm not going to have take lock here, but my, I've told you from the very beginning when everyone else was talking about Jonathan uh, Taylor was their RB1. DeAndre Swift is my RB1. And I've said it on many podcasts, but I'll repeat it here for those who are hearing for the first time. He's a bulletproof prospect that cannot miss in the NFL. Um, I've... DeAndre Swift on the Dolphins would be my clear cut one one in Dynasty, and he it, it there's not even a question about it. Now a layer could be two, he could be three, he could be four. We'll see how the other guys fall out. But whoever the, uh, if DeAndre Swift lands in Miami, that's a lock for one one for me. I love it. All right, let's wrap it up right there. Um, breakdown fantasy relevance, fantasy fallout round one of the 2020 NFL Zoom draft. Um, thanks everybody for listening, uh, more drafting tonight. If you're listening to this after the entirety of the draft, we'll have a breakdown of, you know, uh, uh rounds two, three, and it will, uh, we'll be following up with more fantasy relevant, um, draft analysis. And then can uh, I just remind reminder, let me just remind, remind, yeah. like, and subscribe to the channel you're listening to. If you want a notification when we go live, when we're about to go live, when a new video comes out, DFS related, fantasy related, dynasty related, whatever you're doing. Like and subscribe. That'll hit you in the email. Plus, when you like the thing, we know you like what we're doing. And then we do another one because we're like, yeah. hey, we got likes. 
And and also, just uh, I'm trying to build up. Um, I'm doing a lot of stuff on TikTok and Instagram. So Allen Fantasy Football, A L A N Fantasy Football, and I'm going to be putting out a lot of like video clips of even something like that we just did today in 40 second bites. So if you don't want to listen to a whole podcast, you just want to hear about Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you just want to hear about Jalen Rager, I'm putting those clips up on TikTok and on LinkedIn and on Instagram. So it's Allen Fantasy Football. Follow me on both, and you're going to get a lot of exclusive content that we don't give to the whole community that we keep to just the members of those uh those social media platforms now i will say as well for tiktok if you want to see me doing little dances to songs and music you can follow me at geek at uh, tiktok.com so there we go is you do you have a tiktok no i don't i was just kidding my, well, my kids do though because i'm telling you man tiktok i'm going is i want to do the i'm going to do the dances though i'm not going to do fantasy football stuff all right all right, brother. Good shit. Like dance. All right. For 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 says and myself, this is the Bowl Calls DFS Army Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take Got care, it. everyone.